You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron. Visit areyououtthere.com. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for baseball talk on the radio as the Indians continue their homestand with a weekend series against the Kansas City Royals Saturday afternoon, late afternoon, and they'll wrap it up Sunday afternoon before heading out on the road once again for a series in Houston early next week. Coming up on this week's show, we'll hear from Indian starting pitcher Josh Tomlin who won his fourth game of the season earlier this week against the Tigers. Also, Michael Brantley will join us. He's on his way back from shoulder surgery and looking awfully Brantley-like, for lack of a better term, as he had a four-hit game against Detroit earlier this week and is starting to swing the bat extremely well. We'll also visit with Tommy Hunter, one of the Indians' new relievers, and is giving the Indians another power arm in that bullpen. We'll hear from Carter Hawkins, the weekly farm report. And when we return, it's a look at the week gone by as we get rolling with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Time for our look back at the week in review and an excellent week it was for the Indians. And bear in mind, they were coming off a frustrating road trip that saw them begin with with such promise, a sweep of the Tigers in Detroit a couple of weekends ago. But when the scene shifted to Minnesota, back-to-back walk-off wins for the Twins got things going. The Indians did salvage a game in Minnesota, but then they were swept by the Phillies last weekend. All five defeats at the tail end of that road trip coming by one run and three were in walk-off fashion. So some frustration there for the Indians looking to get back on the winning track and get back they did in a big way. With the Tigers in town Tuesday night, the Indians would get things going early. First inning, Mike Napoli with a big base hit. Two outs, two on, no score, the 2-2 pitch. A swing and a long drive to center. Back goes, goes, still going back. It's over his head. It'll get down and go all the way to the wall. Kipnis scores, Lindor scores, and Napoli crashes a fastball to dead center. A two-out, two-run double, and the Indians have a 2 nothing lead. Also in the first, Jan Gomes came up big. The set, the pitch. 
A swing and a line drive, base hit to center. Napoli hits third, he'll try to score. Here comes the throw to the plate from Gomes. It is high, and scoring is Napoli. Verlander backing up the throw over the catcher's head, and it enables Gomes to go to second on the throw to the plate. And in the second, it was defense behind starting pitcher Josh Tomlin. You guessed it, shortstop Francisco Lindor. The wind and the payoff pitch. Swing and a ground ball sharply hit to short. Diving back in a grab by Lindor. Up throwing on one hop to first. Got him! Another great play by the kid at short. Francisco Lindor on a one hop smash. Diving toward third with a backhand to smother it. Popped up quickly. One hop throw to first. Took a nice bounce for Napoli. And Frankie Lindor continues to be a one man highlight machine. Then in the third inning, Michael Brantley got in the act on the offense. Verlander checking Lindor, the pitch. Brantley bangs one back up the middle into center. Base hit. Francisco Lindor will scamper home from second. Four nothing Indians as Michael Brantley gets his second RBI of the season. And the Indians keep zeroing in on Justin Verlander. And then to blow the lid off of this one, Francisco Lindor came up big also in the fifth inning. Verlander trying to work out of trouble again. A lot of work to do here with first and second and nobody out. Here's his 3-1. Swung on and there's a high fly ball. Deep right field. Home run, Lindor. No doubt about it. A three-run shot. And the Indians now lead it 7-2. to And all along, Josh Tomlin was locked in as he got the game into the seventh inning with a big lead. Tomlin's ready into the windup. And the payoff pitch now to Anthony goes. A swing and a miss. Took something off it. Tomlin's night probably done. But he finishes it with his fifth strikeout and his first 1-2-3 inning. Boy, they don't come any better when it comes to competitors than Josh Tomlin even on a night when he probably didn't feel like he had his good stuff or his good command he gives you six solid innings against one of the best mashing units in the game after the game Mike Napoli stopped by to talk about a solid win to open a new homestand Michael I I know it's only the first inning but it, it sure seemed like the critical hit when you got the two strike two-out, two-run double off Verlander. You've seen this guy enough. If he gets settled in, look out. Yeah, you know, you want to get you want to get him early because, uh, you know, when he settles in, he's, he's pretty tough. So, um, you know, be able to score three runs in the first inning against him and, and give uh, JT a little bit of a cushion to where he can go out there and, and do his thing. It was, uh, it was nice for us. Then on Wednesday night, Indians and Tigers once again, and it was the Corey Kluber show as Kluber was as strong as we have seen in quite some time from start to finish. He got things going in the second inning, trying to work out of a tight spot. Corey Kluber has the sign, comes set. He lets it fly. A swing and a miss. Got him with a high heat. Corey Kluber whiffs Ian Kinsler. The Tigers had bases loaded with one out and do not score. Then in the fourth, the Indians would take the lead thanks to Michael Brantley. Now the 0-1. 
Swung on, ground ball, on through into right field, a base hit. Rounding third, heading for home is Santana. Here comes the throw, it's cut off. Santana scores, and Brantley drives in the game's first run. The Indians take a 1-0 lead. Lindor advanced to third on the play, so the Tribal have runners on the corners on Brantley's third RBI of the season. And they kept rolling in the fourth inning with Mike Napoli chipping in once again. Here's the pitch from Sanchez. Swung on, there's a high fly ball to right. It's deep, heading toward the corner, and it drops for a base hit on the warning track. This will score Lindor. On his way to third is Brantley in the second with an RBI double, Mike Napoli. And the Indians take a 2-0 lead. Then it was Jan Gomes with a key hit. Now the Indians trying to keep the pressure on with one away. The pitch swung on, and there's a drive to center. This one's hit well. Goes his back. It's over his head. One hop off the wall. Napoli scores easily. Gomes makes the turn and hangs on at second base. An RBI double for Gomes, and it's a four-run inning for the Tribe. They now lead it 4-0. And the game also featured the nightly great play at shortstop for the Indians. The wind and pitch, a swing and a ground ball headed to short. Backhanded in the hole, Lindor off balance throw, got him again. That is the fifth consecutive ball hit to Lindor. And he is making going to the hole or moving toward third with a backhand and making that off-balance throw look like a routine Little League play. It's routine for nobody except Frankie Lindor. And all the while, Corey Kluber was just outstanding. Kluber into the wind. Here it comes. A swing and a miss. Ball game. Kluber gets his seventh strikeout and shuts out the Detroit Tigers 4-0. Just the second Major League complete game shutout for Corey Kluber. His first game in 2014 when he was the American League's very best, winning the Cy Young Award. And tonight, he did it in just 111 pitches. After the game, Kluber stopped by to talk about his second career complete game shutout. Corey, congratulations. Did you you have that kind of a feeling? Do you have those feelings, whether it's going to be a good night, a so-so night when you leave the bullpen? No, not really. I mean, I think that there's there's kind of that little extra adrenaline, obviously, that kicks in once you're actually in the game as opposed to the bullpen. So, I mean, I've had numerous times where I felt great in the bullpen and go out there and it it's terrible and you know vice versa too so i don't try to read too much into that you know i'm trying to to lock in mentally and stuff in the bullpen but more than anything just get loose Corey, a a big jam in the second inning bases loaded and and you walked back to back hitters did you have to make a a big adjustment to get back where you like to be or or was it just a a rough couple of hitters yeah i don't really know what happened on those guys i mean i I totally lost it obviously for (laughs) eight or nine pitches uh you know really nowhere close but uh no, I mean, really just trying not to to do too much. Um, take it hitter by hitter, pitch by pitch, and really just try to go one guy at a time. So that set the stage for Thursday night. Indians looking for a second series sweep of the Tigers in this young season, and they would get it going early once again. Michael Brantley right out of the chute in the first inning. The pitch. Brantley bangs one in the hole and into right base hit. Kipnis will try to score. 
Martinez up throwing to the plate and it's cut off. Kipnis slides in safely. Lindor hustles to third and Michael Brantley now has had an RBI hit in each of the games against Detroit. And once again early Mike Napoli with a big blow. The set and the pitch. Swung on and belted to deep left. Away, back, and gone. Mike Napoli hit that one a third of the way up the bleachers. A majestic three-run blast. And the Indians, for the third night in a row, have jumped to an early lead on Detroit. Chris Jimenez had joined the Tribe to help their catching situation with an injury to Roberto Perez. And in his first game with the Indians, not only was he solid behind the plate, but at the plate as well. Two down, base is empty. The pitch from Fulmer. It's swung on, and that's lifted high in the air to deep center. Back at the track is Romine. He leaps, and he can't get it. It's a home run, Jimenez. Chris Jimenez returning for his third tour with the Indians goes deep. And the Tribe is now up 5-3. Just to the right of center, Jimenez just cleared the fence and the leaping attempt by Romine, the center fielder. And the nightly defense this time belonged to Michael Brantley in left. Outfield, medium deep. They bunch toward the gaps on Castellanos, the pitch. Swung on, belted. Deep left field. Back goes Brantley. Reaches out, dives in. Made the basket catch on the warning track in left. Oh, what a play by Michael Brantley. And also Jason Kipnis on the infield. The set by Shaw, the next offering. Swung on, drilled up the middle. Diving backhanded grab behind second by Kipnis. Oh, what a play by the Indian second baseman. A BB off the bat of Kinsler back up the middle and somehow Kipnis got a great break dive and backhanded stab as he hit the ground. Boy, the Indians have had sensational plays the last few innings by Brantley and Kipnis. Then in the eighth inning, the Indians blew it wide open thanks to Rajay Davis. So the bases are loaded with nobody out. The Tigers, down 5-3, to three, are forced to bring the infield in to the cut of the grass. The outfielders straight away, medium deep. Right-hander against right-hander. Rajay Davis trying to inflict some damage against his old mates. The pitch. Swung on, ground ball, base hit up the middle into center field. Ramirez scores. Chisinau being waved home. Throw to the plate, cut off. Chisinau scores. It's a two-run single to center. And Rajay Davis has busted this game open. The Indians now lead it by a score of 7-3. And Michael Brantley would also complete a big night at the plate. The pitch. Swung and ripped to right. Down the line it goes. Into the corner. Fair ball. That'll score. Davis and Kipnis. Brantley on his way to second with a two-out, two-run double into the right field corner. And bring out the brooms. The sweep is minutes away. Nine to three Indians here in the eighth. And Brantley with a four-hit night. Three RBIs tonight.
And a four-run eighth by the Indians has removed all doubt. And boy, oh boy, when Michael Brantley's doing that against left-handed pitching, now the Indians' offense goes to a different level. After the game, Chris Jimenez stopped by to talk about a big win for the Tribe in his first night with his new team. Chris, talk about a whirlwind couple of days. <laughs> Fill us in. It has definitely been a whirlwind couple of days, but I wouldn't uh, wouldn't trade it in for anything. This is uh, you know, this is obviously very very familiar uh, territory for me, and uh, there's definitely a comfort zone and a comfort level here with a lot of these guys. And, and uh, I was able to, uh, you know, Trevor did a heck of a job. I mean, I didn't do anything; he did everything. We uh, we were able to calm him down and just uh, get him to cruise. And you mentioned that, Chris, and and here's someone that you haven't caught in a game before, and, and how do you catch up to speed as quickly as possible? Try to watch as much video as possible. <laughs> I, uh, I went back to the hotel last night, and I pulled up a bunch of his stuff from, like, the MLB network and stuff like that and just tried to watch, you know, and, and try to gauge an idea of how, uh, how he likes to pitch. I, I, you know, I've caught him in the bullpen a couple of times a couple of years ago, but I, I have not been able to catch him in a game until, until tonight. You know, I really just tried to make it as seamless of a transition as possible for him. And uh, we tried to simplify things a little bit, and, and thankfully tonight it worked out for us. Well, it's great to have you back. Let's see, the last time we had you here, you had a serious girlfriend. She's now a <laughs> wife. You have She's two now children. She's a wife and a mother of two. The poor girl. She made a bad, bad decision, I think. <laughs> hey, congratulations, Chris. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. So it was a sweep of the Tigers, and that brought on the world champion Kansas City Royals on Friday night, and the Indians would get things going again first on the defensive side. Two down in inning number two as Danny Salazar rocks into the motion and the pitch to the catcher. It's swung on, banged up the middle, Lindor diving stop behind second. Gets up, throws, he got him again! Another sensational play by the kid, Francisco Lindor! Unbelievable! What range to his left on a ball hit up the middle to Rob Perez. Then in the third inning, they got it going offensively, thanks to Mike Napoli. Giordano Ventura comes set at the belt, checks second, fires. Napoli bangs it up the middle into center. That's a base hit. Lindor flying around third will score with ease. Brantley will stop at second, and it's 2-0 Indians. And Mike Napoli with an RBI single to center has both runs batted in and a team high 19 on the year. Also in the third, key play, bases loaded two down, Jose Ramirez at the plate. The pitch. Swung on, belted, deep left center. On the run is Gordon. It's over his head. It gets down and rolls to the wall. That'll score Brantley. Gomes will score. Here comes Chisinau to score. Stopping at second with a two-out three-run double is Jose Ramirez. And the Indians finally make Jordano Ventura pay big time. And Ramirez would strike again in the fifth. The 1-0 is ripped to third. Fair ball over the bag, and it rolls down the left field line into the corner. Napoli scores. Chisenhall scores. Into second with another double. Jose Ramirez. And that two-run double makes it 7-0 Tribe. A career night for Ramirez. A career-best five RBIs in one night. And this was backing up dominant starting pitching from Danny Salazar. Here's the 0-2 pitch. 
Swing and a miss. He strikes out Alex Gordon. Another good split change. The pitch. Strike three called, and he knew it. Fastball on the outside corner at 96 miles an hour. Ninth strikeout for Salazar. And the Indians would go on to the 7-1 victory over the Royals. After the game, Frankie Lindor stopped by to talk about another strong night for the Tribe. Francisco, I mean, we keep saying, I don't know, how can he do this every night? <laughs> do you ever stop and think about what you're doing? No, how no, great I, you're playing? No, no, I can't. I can't. i got to focus on what I'm doing day in and day out, you know. Um, and that's what it's all about. Just trying to take hits away from, from the other team. That way, um, Salazar or whoever's on the mound that day can continue to pitch a, a great game. And you mentioned Danny Salazar, and, and you, had, you had that bird's eye view out there at shortstop. How good did he look to you tonight? He looked great. He looked great. He executed every single pitch. Um, he had a plan, and um, he executed. He he worked hard today. He never he never lost focus. He was always um, competing, pitch after pitch. It, did, it didn't matter who was hitting, who was on base. And uh, when the guy's going like that, you appreciate. It. You want to do everything everything for him you know Francisco it it was such a tough road trip because it started so well in Detroit and then I mean it was just one heartbreaking loss after the other in Minnesota and Philadelphia you hate to say you come home in May and it's an important homestand but did you guys feel like this was playing Detroit and Kansas City to to get this thing turned around it's huge you know whenever you play your your division like I, I continue to enforce it. Every time you play your division, you gotta take advantage of it. You can't make any mistakes. You gotta compete. You gotta win those games. At the end, at the end of the season, you're not going anywhere if you don't win your division. So a four-game win streak heading into play on Saturday for the Indians. They're up over the 500 mark and trying to make a move now in the American League Central Division. A lot of it will be built on pitching, and when we come back, we'll visit with Josh Tomlin and Tommy Hunter and talk some pitching as we continue on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Indians are in the midst of a homestand, a weekend series against the Kansas City Royals. Earlier in the week, Josh Tomlin, won his fourth game against no defeats this season with his second consecutive victory over the Detroit Tigers. And he talked about a night where, at times, it wasn't easy in shutting down the Tiger ball club once again. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where you know you're not going to feel good for 30 starts throughout the course of the year. So the days that you're battling, you want to try to limit the damage as much as you can. And um, our defense played unbelievable last night. And Jan and I um, and Mickey talked before the game. We had a good game plan going forward. And um, it was about execution, executing pitches whenever you needed to. And, um, you know, listening to Jan and talking to Jan and, and just let them put the ball in play and let the defense work. You mentioned the defense, and a couple of the plays uncommon, a throw out at home play, a pickoff play at first base. What does that do for a pitcher when, when things like that happen that really change the game? It's, it just kind of gives you that mentality of uh, <clears throat> keep going out there and doing your job because they've bailed you out of a couple of innings. And um, you want to go out there and, and go as deep as you can in those games. And um, Jan's done such a great, great job behind the plate in that aspect of, of keeping runners on uh, tight and, and changing an inning. I mean, that inning could have very easily kind of got out of hand. You never know what could have happened in there. But um, guy gets on base, and next thing you know, he's off the he, – we got two outs, and, and there's nobody on base. So um, that's a huge play in, the, in that game. And um, 
I know I said it last night, that was a huge play that Marlon made in the first inning. I know it's just the first inning, so you don't really know how things are going to shake out, but um, that's the whole idea behind it. You never know what how things can shake out. So to, to go from having guys on base and that potentially one run scoring to you're out of the inning, no run scored is huge in that, 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 that part of the game. Your first start against the Tigers a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mickey Calloway, your pitching coach, said he felt you pitched to the game plan as well as he had seen in a long time. It sounds easy, but uh, how difficult is it sometimes to, to get that game plan and then go execute it? Well, the thing about it is, is you've got to execute the game plan, and uh, we always have a good game plan going forward. Jan's probably the most prepared guy. <laughs> Him and Berto both have been unbelievable back there for us. And, um, <clears throat> you know, following a game plan is, 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 like you said, it sounds easy, but executing the game plan is a whole different thing. So you go out there and you don't have a changeup that day or your cutter's not very good that day. It's tough to execute what you want to do without having those kind of pitches in your arsenal. So um, it's about going out there and executing with what you have that day and, and battling through what you have that day. Josh Tomlin joining us 4-0 after the, the win yesterday against the Tigers. And, Josh, you look at, at how you develop into a season through spring training, and it took a little bit for you to get where you like to be. But now we're seeing what we saw last year, and is that just part of that process that you have to go through in the spring to, to get where you like to be command-wise? It is. Uh, my, my body, unfortunately, I don't want to believe it, but my body's a little bit older than what it used to be years back. But um, So it does take me a little bit more time to kind of get going in spring training than I'd probably like. But, um, it, you know, trusting the process, you'll hear that all the time, but when you're not getting results, it's kind of frustrating. And um, so for me, it was just kind of, you know, trying to leave it, you know, after I pitched that day, if I didn't have the results I want to do, leave it behind, keep working, trying to develop the pitches you want to get and, and try to find the edges. For me, it's not about gaining velocity or getting the arm strength. It's about finding where the outside edge is and be able to pitch off that outside edge, finding where the inside edge is, pitching off that up and down, both all four quadrants of the plate and being able to throw strikes to those and throw balls to those when I need to. So that was um, something I was trying to work on in spring training. And you hear about, you know, you want to work, work as much as you can in spring training to try to find those. But at some point you want to see the results kind of come to fruition. And when that wasn't happening, it was kind of frustrating. But um, you know, I'll take bad results in spring training to get good results here all day long. Well, Josh, always good to have you on. Keep it rolling. Thanks. Thanks, Rosie. I appreciate you having me. That's Josh Tomlin off to a terrific start this season for the Indians. 4-0 and out of the gate for Tomlin. The Indians also received a boost for their bullpen as Tommy Hunter has joined the ball club after beginning the season late. He had major surgery in the offseason to repair some core issues for him and as a result was not able to be with the ball club to start the season but after a, a brief stint with AAA Columbus to make sure that everything was in working order Hunter joined the ball club over the weekend in Philadelphia and uh, so far has been rock solid out of that tribe bullpen. He did allow a run in uh, the game in Philadelphia but not necessarily his doing and we had a chance to catch up with him and talk about getting back in the swing of things at the major league level it was fun um you know you uh you work for it um and then you know when it when the time comes it's you get that sigh of relief after the fact uh not not really during it but um you know had a couple balls fall in so you kind of had to think about that after the game a little bit which you know it's unfortunate but it's part of the game and uh but you know the big focus was uh just being able to be back be healthy and you know, throwing a ball, you know, at the highest level again. You go through spring training, and, and the plan was that you would not break camp with the team. Yet, when the team leaves, how difficult is that to, to go with the AAA club and start your season there? I mean, it's it's tough, but those boys made it fun down there. Uh, you, you can 
you can learn a lot of things from uh, the younger guys, just their enthusiasm, their energy. Uh, you can you can pick up some things from those guys. Uh, some of the things that maybe you forget, you know, on a day-to-day basis of the daily grind of the big leagues. Um, you know, they uh, they definitely rubbed off on me a lot, and hopefully, uh, you know, they can uh, take some of the questions they asked and like I did, and like apply it to, to the games when I was down there. Uh, they they were fun. Uh, they kept kept the energy alive down there. So hopefully, you know that part rubs off on me. To you know I can bring bring that up here. Tommy Hunter with us rejoined the ball club over the weekend in Philadelphia. Only a short time here, but uh, what do you see that you like about the club, even though it went through some difficult games over the weekend? I mean, it's a it's a, it's a group. It's a, it's a baseball season. You're, there's going to be ups and downs throughout the year, and you know it's how it's how you bounce back. Uh, you, you'd like to win one run ball games, but you know, nobody ever gave up. It's, it's not, I mean, that's, that's kind of, you know, that's around the league. Nobody's ever going to give up. And, uh, you know, this is another group of guys that, you know, I'm going to continue to get to know and continue to uh, work with on a daily basis. And hopefully, uh, you know, these one-run ball games start going our way. All right, Tommy, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Tommy Hunter talking pitching with us and uh, where he fits in this tribe bullpen. I'll bet he fits very well as uh, things transpire and uh, continue develop, uh, to develop here in the early season as Hunter could be a big key for this tribe ball club. Another big key, Michael Brantley, the Indians outfielder, MVP candidate two years ago, another solid season last year. Well, his season has started late this season, but it's starting to get going now for Michael Brantley, and we'll visit with the Indians outfielder next as we continue with Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. Great to have you with us. Also great to have Michael Brantley back in the lineup. And after a, an expected slower start because he missed most of spring training, Brantley's starting to get that good swing going. And on Thursday night, it all came together. Four hits, three runs driven in, a great play in the outfield. And we had a chance to catch up with Dr. Smooth and talk to him about that game and and he said it's uh, really, when you have a chance to, to have a game like that, it's a byproduct of all the hard work that you do on a day-in and day-out basis. You do. You come into work, you know, put in the same work every day and just, you know, continue to try to do your best you can each and every day to help your team out. Before we get to to the 4-for-4 four four night, great catch in left field. And, and tell us about the play and, and what's going through your mind as you may have to lay out and really, really reach for one. Yeah, just, you know, trying to get there for one. You know, I think we were up two runs at the time. I know a guy was on second. He would have scored. Then we had another uh, runner in scoring position on that double. So uh, it was just very important to make sure that, you know, we were trying to get out of that in, and I, could, I was lucky enough to get there. We always talk about offense with you, but how much pride do you take in, in the defensive side of things? A lot. Uh, you know, I track balls almost every day. I, I go about, you know, playing defense like I go offense. I prepare mentally and make sure I'm in the right position, and, you know, doing the best I can to be in the right position for my pitcher and whoever's pitching at that time. Swing-wise, nice night at the plate for you last night. It seemed like it, it's been coming along well. Uh, can you say where you are in, in terms of where you'd like to be swing-wise? No, I'm not quite sure. I, mean, I take it day by day. Uh, I know it's going to take a little bit of while to get adjusted to a major league level. Uh, you can't duplicate major league pitching down in the minor leagues or anywhere else. And uh, just trying to, you know, kind of ease my way back into it, swinging that quality pitches and trying to slow down the game mentally so that I swung at quality pitches. Michael Brantley joining us. 
Uh, we talk so much about patience in this game, whether it's a pitcher or a player getting used to the major leagues and figuring some things out. But in your case, an injury you're coming back from, how difficult was it this offseason and then on into spring training to be patient to get where you want to be? Well, it was very uh, very tough at times, only because I, I want to always kind of push the button and keep it going. But at the same time, I learned a lot about myself and make sure that I understand my body and you know make sure I do what's best for myself and the team. And you get here at a time when the team is starting to play well and, and coming off a real nice series against the Tigers. And I know you, you have to get on to that next series, but how satisfying was it the, the last couple of days against Detroit, seeing the way this team played? It was very satisfying. We played you know, great team baseball all the way around. Uh, we got another sweep from Detroit, which is in their divisions, which is important. But we got to build off that. You know, we got another good team in Kansas City coming in today that are going to give up another good fight, and uh, we got to be ready for it. All right, Michael, as always, thanks for the time. Thanks, Rosie. That's Michael Brantley, Indians outfielder, and great to have him back in the lineup as the Tribe offense continues to click on all cylinders, and certainly Brantley's bat in that lineup helps that cause. Stay with us. We'll have more to come. A final segment in our farm report when we return after this timeout on the Indians radio network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Our weekly farm report now with Carter Hawkins, the Indians Director of Player Development. This week we caught up with Carter, who is in Goodyear, Arizona at the Indian Spring Training Complex, which really is a year-round development complex. And right now that means extended spring training for mostly the youngest players in the Indians farm system. And uh, we asked Carter, What's going on out there right now in Goodyear and uh, the extended spring training program? Yeah, really, a lot of the things that we saw, you know, during spring training, um, a powerful fastball, breaking ball that can miss fast, you know, some life to his pitches. You know, he's definitely a competitor and, and has really um, transitioned well into this, you know, AAA environment. It absolutely is a guy that, that's on our radar uh, for the major league. He's on the 40-man roster, of course, and, um, you know, definitely feel like he's a guy that, you know, at some point here in the, in the near future, should there be a need, um, will be a guy that, you know, might uh, have a shot to pitch up in the big leagues. But, you know, for the time being, uh, still refining the stuff, still refining the consistency of his stuff, and um, just getting better every day down there. Carter Hawkins with us, the Indians Director of Player Development. We're talking AAA Columbus, and let's switch to the position player side. Giovanni Urshela, boy, he had a, just a tremendous spring after getting his feet wet in the major leagues a year ago. It looked like a slow start for him, though, at, at the regular season with Columbus, but uh, things starting to click in again for him and, and show some progress? Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the Columbus team really had a, a strange start to the season. Um, you know, so we break on a Sunday uh, during spring training, and the first game typically is a Thursday, but um, like our team up in Cleveland, we, we had a lot of rainouts and even more in Columbus to where they really didn't even get to start the season um, until that next week. So there was you know, seven or eight days off where guys couldn't really get outside. And I think it, it stunted the progress a lot of, of, of a lot of our, of our hitters there. It's offensively, we sputtered a little bit out of the start, but we're getting going now really well. And, and Gio is certainly uh, one of those guys that's starting to get back into his groove. And um, you know, absolutely feel like he's uh, an offensive threat for us and a guy that's going to help us out in Cleveland. But, um, you know, obviously pretty small sample sizes, and um, it's just really good to see him start to swing it again. And uh, the defense is 
has been and always will be there, hopefully. And he's played really well over there. So, um, you know, his, his attitude has been outstanding. Um, you know, knowing that, you know, we signed a major league free agent, knowing that he likely was going to start in Columbus, that, that did not uh, diminish his work, diminish his attitude. He's been a great teammate and, and just continues to try to get better so they can help us out to Cleveland here at some point. Also on the infield, a, a player that the Indians have always been very high on, they feel he has a great ceiling, is Eric Gonzalez. And it looked like he got off to a great start. I know there's an injury issue right now, but uh, it looked like, he really had shown some tremendous progress early on. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's he's a, a defender first and foremost. He's one of the better shortstops in our system, which is saying something. You know, when you have a guy like Eric Stamets down in Akron that can really pick it, um, and a guy like Francisco Lindor up in the big leagues, who obviously uh, the last few nights has shown us uh, just what he can do up there, or really over the last seasons as well. But um, to have three guys that you can talk about being defenders like that is pretty special. And, and um, he also has some versatility, can play some second, can play some third. You know, really uh, could sit him in the outfield and he would be okay as well. But offense has, has been the area where he's been a little bit more inconsistent and um, has just been really working on finding the mechanics, finding the leg kicks, finding the launch position that can really allow him to, to tap into some of the natural ability that he has. And it worked really, really hard to do that over the course of spring training in the early part of the season. And the results have been pretty good. Um, got hit in the head by a, a breaking ball the other night. Um, so we're you know, just being a little bit conservative on that, making sure that, that we're not rushing him back onto the field. But you know, feel really good about his ability to impact us at some point in the major leagues and uh, just because of that versatility, because of that defense. Um, and now that he's you know, swinging the bat a little bit better, it's, it's more likely than not that he's going to be able to do that. And in the outfield, uh, you have some uh, major league time ready players down there in, in Joey Butler. Robbie Grossman, we saw a lot of them in spring training. How have they been doing in, in terms of trying to stay ready, just in case? Yeah, I mean, those guys are professionals. You know, like you said, they've, they've been in the major leagues. They know their routine. They know what they need to do, not only to get ready for every game, to be ready to play in the big leagues, but also to get better every day. So, um, you know, Chris Trimmey has just raved about the way that those guys have handled themselves. Um, and it's just great to have them uh, just from a, an impact on our younger guys as well. So both that plus knowing that, you know, we have great depth uh, should we need that opportunity in the major leagues is, is really encouraging. Um, and, you know, couldn't be more excited about having those guys in our system. And, you know, inevitably, you know, things change and it would be uh, would not be a surprise to see those guys helping us out here uh, sometime in the near future. Well, Carter, as always, uh, great to have you along for the update this week on AAA Columbus. Thanks for the time. and We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks so much, Rosie. Talk to you soon. That's Carter Hawkins, Indians Director of Player Development. As uh, he joined us from Goodyear, Arizona, and uh, talk extended spring training and some of the things going on in Goodyear at this time of year. Now that's going to do it for this edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us this weekend. We'll be right back here at Progressive Field next weekend as it's just a short road trip for the Tribe, Monday through Wednesday in Houston. Then they're back home next weekend as the Minnesota Twins will be in town. And uh, you can look out for uh, some of those great promotions starting to kick in, including a dollar dog night next Friday night. So uh, be on hand for that. And it's all part of a big weekend next weekend with the Twins in town to take on the Tribe. So until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network.
been listening to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron. Visit areyououtthere.com. 